Guys, we have a new sponsor that I'm uber excited about because I've actually been on the market looking for one of these for a very long time. And if you're like me and you start researching and then you find all of these different ones and you don't know which one to buy, well, that's me. And then I just don't buy any of them. So we got hooked up with a company and they're called Air Doctor. It's an ultra HEPA filter. So this is a filter that's 100 times more effective than ordinary HEPA filters, and it's able to capture 100% of airborne allergens and pollutants. So what is that? Well, it's dust and pollen, it's mold spores, it's cigarette smoke, it's pet hair and dander, which thank goodness for me because I have a very cute dog, but best thing that she knows how to do is shed and it gets everywhere. What I like to do is have Air Doctor in my bedroom, so it's filtering out all of these allergens and filtering out all of these germs while I am asleep. The other great thing about Air Doctor's Ultra HEPA filter is that it captures germs and helps reduce airborne germs, bacteria, and viruses from up to 99.99%. Isn't that crazy? 99.99% of tested viruses and bacteria Air Doctor captures. Outside of that, you guys, they're giving you a huge discount. So this is one of the biggest discounts that we've done, and I'm super pumped about it. So if you use this link, bit.ly slash T-S-W-L-A-I-R-D-O-C, and I'll do it one more time because I know it can be a little confusing, bit.ly slash T-S-W-L-A-I-R-D-O-C, and you save $300. That's right. Isn't that crazy? $300. So the retail price normally is $6.29 for the Air Doctor HEPA filter. However, with this link, make sure you use that. Save this money. My goodness. Final price is $3.29 plus shipping. Let me know what you guys think. Let me know how you feel. It helps with allergies. It helps with pet dander. It helps with cigarette smoke. And honestly, even if you live in a place where someone used to smoke cigarettes, it's still there. You want this Air Doctor to keep you healthy and sane and thriving. I wanted to talk to you guys about our new sponsor, Let's Get Checked. Now they're doing testosterone tests where I find this really easy because it's uncomplicated. They can send it directly to your door. It's in discreet packaging so nobody knows. You can collect your sample. You get to review your results. And then from there, a nurse will contact you for a consultation over the phone and you get a prescription if you need. So what's really great about this is that you're able to check where your hormones are at. And I know for a lot of us out there, including women, it's really great to know where your testosterone levels are and for men as well. The first test that you get is your free testosterone, and that's the first biomarker that they test for. And why you want to know this is because your body uses it to produce sperm, maintain a healthy sex drive, maintain muscle strength and mass, and produce red blood cells, which is absolutely important. So you guys, check them out. Get your testosterone checked. Super easy. Don't have to go to the doctor. Plus, we're quarantined right now. So you need to stay home. This is a really easy way to do it. Head over to www.trylgc.com slash wildlove. I'll say that again for you. It's www.trylgc.com slash wildlove. And you get to save 20% off. All right, Wednesday, another episode of Whitney and Wednesday. Answer your questions. (laughs) We're just here on True Sex and Wild Love, just answering your questions. Just ask us anything. And wow, you really did. Yeah. This is one of my favorite things because I feel like you you guys are sitting here with us and we're just chatting it up. (laughs) Just chatting. 
Yep. Sitting here chatting over Zoom, Whitney. I just want to be in a studio with you. Sharing each other's sweaters. Yeah. And having Joy. Remember Joy, that awesome producer? Yes. Having Joy bring us joy and produce our episodes. And we just park our asses and talk. Yeah. Coming soon. Coming soon, I hope. Coming soon is right. Yeah. You know, I'm double vaccinated. Are you? Yeah. How are you feeling? So watch out, everybody. Mm -hmm. Feeling great. Feeling really grateful and relieved that things opened up in LA where I am and that it was possible to do that. Did you have any symptoms after your second shot? I hear the second shot is like... You know, I had probably had COVID a little over a year ago. And so... um, my, I think my body just kind of knew what to do when I got the vaccine, as our bodies do. Mm-hmm. And so I had very mild symptoms, like a little shortness of breath with the first vaccine, second vaccine, no symptoms at all. And um, it really like completely changed my my outlook on life. I feel so much more positive and hopeful. Wow. Especially, yeah, especially because of the way it's opening up and so many people are able to get vaccines now. Um, so whatever people decide, you know, I hope they'll um, make the decision that's best for them. But yeah, I'm feeling really good about that and really hopeful for the first time in a long time, you know, seeing how we're we're edging toward herd immunity and all that good stuff. So are you feeling more comfortable going out places? Have you, have you gone out to dinner and things yet or no? Yeah, I've done some outdoor, a couple of outdoor dinner parties with other people who've been vaccinated. I think you know that like on the spectrum of people that you and I know, I'm probably more cautious, mm-hmm. very COVID aware. And um, so I had not been doing a lot of that stuff. I had been very much uh, quarantining and um, following the recommendations, the CDC guidelines and recommendations. And now, yeah, I am. I mean, I had forever been going out for walks with friends and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, now I can do it, you know, like now I can go to Runyon Canyon or something where there are lots of people and feel less flipped out. Okay. Right. Yeah. You can relax a little, enjoy being around others. Oh man, it's so good to be around friends again. Yeah. Oh my God. It really is. And yeah. speaking about being around friends and being vaccinated. Yeah. Casual sex can come back into the game. Yeah. So somebody sent us a question about casual sex. And the question was, thanks for these questions, you guys. Here's the question uh, from one of our followers. Do you still feel like casual sex is healthy? I personally do. If you want to do it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> If you want to do it, you go ahead and have your casual sex. Um, I think there is a divide a little bit, particularly when it comes to the spiritual community in Mm. this, is that when you enter into sex as an energetic exchange and you can still have attachments to that person. So there's a part Mm. of me that understands what they're saying, but I'm also like, we are humans. We want to have sex. We have sex for pleasure. And if you Mm. just want to enjoy having casual sex and that's something fun for you, go for it. Wait, are you saying that people are now not only being shamed by like fundamentalist religious traditions about casual sex, but also by like the spiritual wellness community? No, I think everyone gets shamed for doing absolutely anything and everything. Like, I don't think there's one thing on the planet that you wouldn't get shamed for at some point in some twisted way. I mean, everybody 
has something to say about what they call casual sex, right? Yeah. Everybody has something to say about it. Um, I want to just say a couple of things. You know, I agree with you. If people like casual sex, um, there are like very healthy ways to do that and enjoy it. Um, all right. First of all, how are we defining casual? What right. does casual sex mean, Whitney? Like from your perspective as a relationship coach. I would say casual sex. I mean, it could be, it can mean a lot of different things, right? It could be, you just meet somebody out of the bar. It could be something similar to a one night stand. It could okay. be someone who you casually hook up with more than mm-hmm. once. So maybe like mm-hmm. a friends with benefits um, mm-hmm. situation. Um, right. And I think it, it, I think it could also just be the fact of you're entering into a sexual experience without the need or the desire for a continued relationship. Got Yeah. Yeah. I think that really aligns with my understanding um, of casual sex as well. Like my understanding of how people use the term. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you define it? What do you think? Well, I think that clinically, like when I've seen it um, described in the research, you know, who does great research on casual sex? Dr. Jana Bangralova, who's Mm -hmm. in our podcast guest. We have to have her on again. We should do a whole episode about casual sex. We should. Um, But I think, you know, that one of the things that's emerging in the, uh, the sociological and psychological literature about casual sex is that, first of all, there's not a great working definition of it. People have a lot of different Uh, ways they define it. But to your point that a lot of people define casual sex as it's not going to become a deeper, more emotionally involved relationship. That said, I hear from people all the time who tell me, oh, casual, my definition of casual sex ran right up against just, you know, feeling attached and enjoying it a lot and um, forming an attachment that doesn't necessarily have to have a future, but it's like, it's a relationship in a way. So I think a lot of times people think that casual sex is this bad thing uh, because you're not really connecting with somebody, right? You don't have, you don't have a game plan. Mm -hmm. It's not just that you're immoral. It's like, you're somehow, um, you know, you don't, (laughs) you don't have a trajectory. So it's a really bad thing to be having sex. Not at all. I mean, we know that women love a variety and novelty and adventure when they have permission for it, sexually speaking. So I think casual sex can be really great for women to get those things that we know that women need at least as much as men, probably more. I would just caution, like when we talk about healthy also, I mean, there are all kinds of ways to have discussions about, say, STIs, right? Like we know that women have this delicate vaginal tissue and men, if you're heterosexual, um, have skin on their penises. So women are much more, there's there's a lot of um, data that show. We just know for a fact that women uh, who are straight have a greater likelihood of getting an STI from a man than the reverse. So I would just say, if you're having casual sex, just make sure it's with somebody you feel confident enough with and comfortable enough with that you can have a discussion about that and mm-hmm. what you want to do about that. I hear that a lot too, as far as people saying like, I'm having sex with somebody, but I don't know if they're having sex with other people. Should I have that conversation? Yeah. Oh, wait. So tell tell our... Oh, this comes up a lot with casual sex, I'm sure. It does. Because it's also like... 
maybe if you're having sex with them multiple times, you're not communicating about who they're with, you're still mm. feeling feeling out each other, not really knowing what's right. within you know the boundaries or anything. But I feel like if you're having sex with somebody in that intimate space, yeah, let's let's have that. Con- we got to be okay. an adult here. Let's this do. Is, let's this do is your s- health. Let's do some role play. Okay. Okay. I'm like a person that you're having sex with and you want to ask me. We don't really know each other. This is hard because <laughs> we know each other so well. We don't and really know each other. We're but... going to have sex. Let's do a role play about the conversation about STIs and and that aspect of is casual sex healthy? Because this, so this, this is prior to us having sex or we've yeah. already had sex and I want to know if you're having sex with other people. Oh, wait, which one do you prefer? Let's do the second one. Okay. We've so already had sex and you want to know if I'm having sex with other people, which by the way, I just want to interject. That's totally righteous. I think a lot of 100%. women actually might be like, well, it's casual sex. So I don't have a right to even ask a question. But like, as you said, Wit, it's your health. Like, go ahead and ask the question. Like this should be baseline conversation for hookup sex. I, I think if, if we possibly can foster that. I think so too, because it's, I mean, yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay, so you and I have had sex. How many times have you and I had sex in this Ooh, game? I don't know, maybe like, what are we, like three or four? Okay, three or four. And now you're just finally going to come out. Yeah, finally, and, okay. right? Because you don't, you, but we've sure. already had sex multiple times. I don't know, are we using condoms? Are we not using condoms? Okay, and I just want to say, if this were two women, it might be a little bit different. Like it, this conversation might have come up sooner. I don't want to stereotype, but you know, um, women do tend, you know, to be socialized for communication more than men are. So this this might happen earlier or in a different way if you're um, hooking up with a woman and having what you think of as casual sex. But but men are really socialized away from conversation, right? So that would be an even more complicated conversation uh, likely because of that. Okay, so let's go. I'm the guy. Okay, so we've had sex three or four times. Um, Let's say we are using condoms. Yeah, let's say because I'm just that kind of a dude. Yes. Yeah. yeah. By the way, and I'm not going to give you any shit about wanting to use condoms. Right, we've talked about that before. We were like, for the love of God. For the love of God, do not be a dick about condoms. (laughs) God, that's such a good. Oh man, I I know you say that you want to put that on a T-shirt, but we definitely need to put that somewhere. Or like, you're welcome, Trojan campaign for that slogan. Yeah, right. Okay, so okay. I'm a guy. You're a guy. I am not a dick about condoms, and I have been bringing them, using them, not complaining. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm like a miracle. <laughs> Right. So right now I'm actually trying to lock you down. I don't really <laughs> exist. <No. laughs> I do. I do. Some guys are total, totally great about condom use and get it. I think there are like seven of you and I love you. I know one of them, which is wild. <gasps> I know. So and I, remember... I mean, you're really out there in the field doing field work. So, you yes. know. Yeah. Okay. It, and it wasn't someone that I was sexually with. It was actually one of my friend's ex-boyfriends. And I just remember thinking, wow. I have never in all of my days met anyone who actually uses condoms without saying anything about it. Like you have to use a condom. That's just how it is. God bless. God bless. All right. So Mm -hmm. I'm a guy. I have not been a dick about condoms. And now 
we've had sex a few times and go ahead. Here we so, are. I would probably, I like to start with affirmation, right? So I really like what we're doing here. Um, it's been really fun. Okay, I'll, you have to tell me, you have to say it to me. Oh, yes, we're actually role-playing. Hi, what's your name? Um, my name is um, W. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You guys, hey. if you could just see us, we're like looking at each other on yep. our Zoom call. You won't get to see this because I look so terrible. Both but in sweaters. Both in <laughs> giant sweaters. And yeah. I'm sitting on my floor. I have my hair up in a scrunchie. This <laughs> is hot. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're missing out. Um, okay. So, hey, W, I just wanted to... Um, hey, well, W. Hey, hey, W. Hey, other W. <laughs> I actually feel like I'm a little nervous. I'm just getting so into this game. I'm getting into big... I'm getting into BDE, big dick energy. <laughs> right. Go ahead. Hey, W. So I know that we've hooked up a few times. It's been really fun. Um, yeah. It's been I really like... Fun. It's been really fun. And I'm down to keep doing this. But I just wanted to be like, you know let's adult for a second and talk about these things. I think it's really important. And I just want to be conscious of my health and your health and to see if you are sleeping with other people and if you're using condoms with them. Oh, that's a great question, Whitney. I am so enthralled with your magical pussy that I have (laughs) not been sleeping with anybody else. Well, that's what I thought. Okay, yeah, if I, here, here's what he would say if you were really a great dude. Um, if I had been, I would have told you because of COVID and because of STIs, but I'm glad you're bringing it up now because this is a really good thing to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, well, I super appreciate that. And I think it's just something to keep the conversation going. And a little side note, I feel like if you're okay with the other person hooking up, stating that. Like, it's okay if you're hooking up with other people. This isn't me saying, you know, that we need to lock the relationship down. I'm totally in support of that. It's just first and foremost, I want to take care of my health and I want to be able to take care of your health. Um, so Great. Thanks for thinking of my health. And I care about your health too. Okay, now let's do it the other way that you want to tell him that you're hooking up with other people or he says that he is. Okay, so... Okay. We do all that. We do all that. And and I loved your preamble. Like you said, you started with affirmation. That's so great. Mm-hmm. Because I think you don't want to just come out of the gates, hey, are you sleeping with other people? Because I don't want to get an STD, right? Or an STI. Right, right. right. Because right, then right. they can get really defensive because um, there is still, unfortunately, a stigma around STIs, which is unfortunate for us. You know, I would love yeah. to normalize that so we could actually <laughs> right. have a normal conversation. Right, right. Okay, so let's say that you haven't asked me if I have an STI and you haven't asked me if I'm sleeping with other people. Go ahead. I haven't yet. Wait, yeah, let's, let's say you never asked me whether I had an STI and never asked me if I'm sleeping with other people. Let's role play that one. So is this after the fact? I'm lost. I'm lost too. What do people do? <laughs> I think a lot of people might have sex with somebody and be too shy to ask about STI status. Oh, right. So this is after we've had sex and I want to know what your STI status is. Or before, however you roll. 
Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've done both. Right. So okay. I've done Whichever. both. Go ahead, relationship coach. <laughs> hey, W. <laughs> hey, Wit. I just wanted to open up the conversation um, with you for our sexual health. Um, I I just recently got checked and these are my results. Um, I have X, Y, and Z or I don't have X, Y, and Z. Um, if you want some more information on what X, Y, and Z is, let me know. I'm open to answering any questions. I know there's a lot of false information out there, but I'd love to be able to, you know, have that conversation with you um, in a more direct and honest way. What do you mean you have X? Well, it's actually... I'm clean. I don't have anything. <laughs> Somebody I hate it when people say clean. By the yeah. way, clean is for windows and kitchens. It's not for people's <laughs> STI status. Just want to say that. Stop saying I'm clean or I'm not clean. Clean is for windows and kitchen counters. And okay. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay, but say your person flips out. What do you mean you have X? If they flip out, I'm like, okay, bye. Honestly, like okay. this is, yeah. But let's say that you're really into this person, you want to continue the conversation. Um, and I would say, like, look, I'm really, you know, I'm still interested in having this conversation as long as it's done in a respectful way. Um, it is something that I've lived with for however long. Um, maybe I'm on medication that suppresses it. But when that happens, this is, you know, the, the rate of, what is it? Transmission. Transmission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so just kind of like talking about the the facts of it there. That's such a great, um, that's such a great way to do it because the more you know about your STI status and what, say, if you do have uh, an STI, just the more facts you have about it, the better for you and the better for your partner. So mm-hmm. yeah. Because we can create all kinds of a lot of stigma around that STIs is just fear that we create and that yeah. society creates and we build it up way bigger in our heads. And so if you have the facts um, for yourself even, and then being able to talk about it with your partner, it just, I think it mitigates a lot of the the challenge that can come with it or a lot of the fear that can come with it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, um, well, great. I think those are great models for having those conversations that people might think are awkward. And you, you get you gave people a great uh, little format there. Great. Well, I hope it helps. And can I say one other thing? In addition to the STA conversation, people say, is it healthy, right? Um, Is casual sex healthy? I think most Mm. of us would probably think of, well, in terms of COVID or in terms of STIs, but also in terms of mental health. um, I was really interested when I was... uh, I gave a talk in Milan before COVID happened and I was reviewing data about sexual pleasure and orgasm. And uh, one of the studies that Dr. Jana Bangralova did showed that if women enjoy casual sex, they get the very same benefits from it uh, that people get from committed partnered sex. So, you know, it confers all the same health and mental health benefits. So women have some extra stigma when it comes to casual sex, but there are data that if you enjoy it, go for it. And then Lori Mintz just posted something about how women who report that they enjoy uh, casual sex and hookup sex are the ones who are having orgasms. And the reason they're having orgasms is they know what they like and they tell their partner or they do it to themselves during casual 
hookups. Yeah. Just putting yeah. it out there. Just putting the data out there, people. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. heard it here. Now you know. If you want casual sex, it can be healthy. It can be healthy. It can yeah. be fun. And you can get all the health benefits of it. Yeah. I think we have time for one more question. We did such a... That was a good one that we spent so much time on it casual sex. really good. Uh, yeah. What was the other ones? What do we see? What do we see? <laughs> Hmm. BF has boyfriend has anxiety and depression, and I'm struggling to support him in missing sex. Um, yeah, I feel for them. That's tough. That. There's a lot of that, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of anxiety and depression right now. I mean, there always is in the United States, right? Yeah. And um, but especially after your pandemic. People's mm-hmm. anxiety and depression are like, you know, very real barriers to pleasure and connection. For and, sure. Um, and you're also, a big yeah. mental health and mental illness advocate. So I'd love to hear kind of what you've worked, what has worked for people you've spoken to. Yeah, I, re- I really like partnering with people who are about the intersection of mental health and uh, sexual pleasure, for sure. Right. That's true. Um well, what I was gonna what occurs to me right off the bat actually is a little more general, which is that this woman, um, not only is she dealing with her boyfriend's anxiety and depression, which is a hard work, but then she's dealing with a really common thing in relationships, which is discrepant desire. Mm-hmm. That just means there's a discrepancy in desire. Somebody wants sex more than somebody else, however you're defining sex. And um there's so much shame. What I have noticed from interacting with people and and DMs and giving talks, women feel so ashamed when they're in a relationship with a man and they want sex more than he does. Mm. They feel like, not only do they feel like they're not getting as much sex as they want and need, they feel like somehow they are freaks. Right. Right. Because we're raised that men just want lots and lots of sex and that they're always ready and that women are supposed to be like the gatekeepers of sex and we're supposed to say no and want it less. And these women really think that if they want sex more than their partner, um, they're broken. They're weird. So many women say to me, I'm like a guy. I really like sex. And I'm like, actually, you're just like a person who likes sex a lot. Uh, I love that. It's almost yeah. like they slut shame themselves into this. Yeah, they're, they're internalizing it, right? They're internalizing mm-hmm. this narrative that men are naturally more sexual than women. And so there's something unnatural about you um, if you want sex more than your partner. Okay, but her thing is very specific about the anxiety and depression. Right. So um, one thing that I know from partnering with psychiatrists, um, sometimes, you know, in conversations with them... Um, partnering with them for an IG live or a, 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 an op-ed or just to talk with each other is that there are meds, uh, there are SSRIs to treat uh, clinical depression, which is a disease. There's nothing wrong with the person who has clinical depression, right? If you are clinically depressed, vitamins, exercise, and diet are not going to, they might help you, but they're not going to fix it. And you can avail yourself of pharmaceuticals that really can help you a lot. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there are there are a lot of data uh, in support of this, but 
if you are a person who's clinically depressed and you are on an SSRI, just know that you can say to your shrink, guess what? Because some SSRIs really impact our libido. And so you can say to your shrink, we need to switch me to another SSRI because blah. Now, the Mm. thing is that people get into a spiral, right? Like the depression just starts to feel like everyday life and not having a libido starts to feel like everyday life. So this woman is her partner's secret weapon. Okay. She can be the person who says to him, listen, this is a symptom of anxiety and depression. You might be on the wrong SSRI. Some people switch to Wellbutrin um, and some people find that that's a good one, but you have to ask your doctor. You have to ask a psychopharmacologist who cares about sex. Too many psychopharmacologists are, are, are not concerned about sexual effects. Like I'm not going to call them sexual side effects. If you're on an SSRI and it's taking away your libido or it's making it harder for you to orgasm, that's not a side effect. That's an effect of the medication and you need to switch. So I love that this woman is there advocating for her own sexual pleasure and for her partners. Mm-hmm. And there are fixes. There are fixes. Great. I Perfect. absolutely, I love that question and I love her. And um, I hope that that works out and I hope she, you know, feels entitled to to push for that. Yeah. And to help her partner with that. Yeah. God mm-hmm. bless. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have one more question, which I considered really funny. Yes. You ready? Hit me with it. Yeah, you're ready for anything always. <laughs> That's a great thing about you. I'm like, let me prepare. My <laughs> like, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, let's end with a fun one. Okay. What's the dirtiest, sexiest thing you've ever done? <laughs> dirtiest is not in quotation marks, but it should be. So I was gonna say, I'm like dirtiest and sexiest. Now you got me. Like dirtiest should be in quotation marks slash sexiest thing you've ever done. God, I got to really think about this. Mm. I wonder what dirtiest. Dirtiest. You know what? Like that's the thing too is is what is dirty to me not might not be dirty at all to that person. You know what I mean? Or like <laughs> yes. vice versa. So right. like what is dirtiest and what is the sexiest? I mean, I guess to you. Yeah, to you. Right? I mean, I have literally had sex in the dirt. <laughs> and I love that. Like outside, outdoor yeah. sex. Outdoor I love sex that. is a big one. Yeah, getting your knees really dirty or your back or however you like it. Unless you're in the sand, then it can get a little chafy. Ouch, I've never done that. Tell me about that. Well, you got to put, I mean, first step in beach sex is you got to have a towel or you got to have a sarong. You got to have something to prevent, to protect your butt and the sand because then you're just having sex on sandpaper and that's not enjoyable. (laughs) Like it could really cut down on the pleasure. You know what comes to mind? And I didn't even, we didn't partake um, in the activities, but when we went to the um, skirt club oh. in New York, like I had never been to a sex party ever, and I had never been to an all female sex party. So to me, that was like very different. And like to walk around and see everybody just really going for it and just like it was very hot. I mean, people were in the shower, in the beds, on the chairs, like anywhere and everywhere. 
anymore and ever. And and they were just like, after a while, remember, women were just walking around with their clothes off. Mm-hmm. I've gone to skirt club parties in LA where a woman will walk in and literally just take all her clothes <laughs> off when she first gets there. And I, yeah, that skirt club party that we went to in New York before COVID happened. It was very sexy. Really good one. I, I agree. That is a super sexy experience. I think one of the things that I found so sexy about it is exactly that. Just women unconstrained. Yes. Pursuing pleasure. They're all there. Like one person said to me um, about Skirt Club, she was like, the great thing about Skirt Club is everybody's here for the same reason. Ah. She's like, you go to a party or a bar or whatever. This is when we could do that or a club. And like, maybe some people are just there to dance. Maybe some people are just there for their friends. Maybe some people just want to blow off steam. But she said, but at Skirt Club, everybody's here to have sex. And she <laughs> loved that about it. And I thought that was amazing. <laughs> the first time I went to a Skirt Club party, I found it such a turn on also that women were just, um, women were just pursuing, they were just going for it. Like right. I opened a door and there were like, five women on a bed, like eating each other out, using a strap on. They were like, just all about the pleasure. Mm -hmm. And nobody was simpering. Nobody was waiting for a guy to buy them a drink. They were just going for it. Yep. For what they they will just ask you like, Hey, do you want to come to this room later? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? And people would either just show up or they wouldn't. And that's the other thing. The communication there is top notch. Oh, what a great point. Yeah. Consent, asking, is it okay? You know, I had somebody just ask me like, is it okay if I touch your shoulders? Yeah, Yeah. girl, you can totally give me a massage. Come on. Oh, yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Skirt club parties, I mean, are a place where like you get, you get told. I mean, I love that Genevieve Lejeune, the, the hostess, the founder of Skirt Club starts by giving everybody a talk. Yep. Yeah. She says, this is a space about affirmative consent. Here are some dental dams. Um, she gives you a little demonstration and then she, she's, then, then all bets are off. Yeah. Then just do your thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These, this is how you do it. And then go on. <laughs> yeah. And then go on with your bad self. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. I agree. That's my answer as well. Skirt club. Awesome. Definitely mm-hmm. the, the dirtiest slash sexiest thing I've done, except yeah. for sex in the dirt. Yeah, except for literally <laughs> sex in the dirt. It was very dirty. <laughs> yeah. I have to tell my husband that to get ready for some sex in the dirt. I'm getting dirty tonight. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Aw. Um, all right. It's so good to talk to you. Great to talk to you. You guys keep sending questions. We'll do another ask us anything. Yes. And yeah, we'll answer all your questions. We don't and- care. Yeah, we, we have no care. filter. Exactly. <laughs> so if anything that you're shy about to ask or you feel like, oh, I can't ask that question, definitely ask that one question. And if we didn't That's... get to your question today. We'll get we'll to get it to... another time. We'll get to it another time. Yeah, we promise. Yeah. All right, Wednesday. Have a good Bye. one. Bye, Whitney. Bye. Bye. Thanks for being here. Hey, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. And if you did, it would help us a lot if you would leave a review. 
yeah, leave a review, subscribe. We want to know how you guys felt about the episode. It really helps us out a lot to continue the success of the podcast and keep spreading our message.